a really angry glute muscle on the left side, which is, you know, your butt cheek. But then it releases and you're like, oh, wow. Just I know what I'm going to apply for this summer as a new job. <laughs> what is What's that it called? called? Yeah, I don't even know. Exposure. There it is. Public yeah, indecency and exposure or whatever. Indecent exposure. There you go. Don't mess with me, pork chop. You know, I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so how's your bathroom, man? Yet again, the poop and the ice cream. Does he have to use the word poopy? I don't like you. Uh, you're a, you're a symptom of a bad system, and um, and you're a very necessary evil, but an evil nonetheless. No, I'm just interested in you. You know, what do you want? What do you like? What do you think about? There is something so familiar about this. Hmm? Do you ever have deja vu? Didn't we do this yesterday? That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day! Get up and check that hog out there! Yeah! Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. Come here, Groundhog! What the hell? I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, mother. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. Word up, homies. It's time for a totally tubular episode of Rad Entertainment and Bodacious Nerding Out. Captain's got his newest origin for us. Yo, sweetness, bro. I will share my totally awesome thoughts on WandaVision so far. We have more hot new music and the PT finally fixed up my sexy butt cheek. So I am now sitting pretty. This is considered the best elementary school in the state. And we maintain that reputation by adhering to a strict code of conduct, faculty included. You know what? You don't have to worry about me because I'm a hard ass. And if a kid gets out of line, I got no problem smacking him in the head. No, no, no. We don't use corporal punishment here. Okay, so just verbal abuse? Let's rock it! Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you for listening. I am The Real Brian. And smack him up, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no! That's right. A little bit of verbal abuse here on the show for you. Hopefully, uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. That was a nice intro, dude. Thanks. Oh, I love that line. You know, just verbal abuse. All right. That's the way we should do things around here. Yeah. Brian, you're a jerk. Yeah. Go away. Just, just, I I can't do it. I don't know how to verbally abuse people. (laughs) Sorry. I know. I have a hard time too these days. It's like, you know, you're an idiot. Um, uh, You can't fix stupid. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to do. Some people are really good at it. I, I'm thankful that I'm not one of them. I, I just, yeah, I don't know how to berate people. Sorry. It's easy to complain about, you know, people doing dumb things, but when it actually comes to, you know, face to face, I was like, I just can't do it, man. I just, I, I want to love the person and I want to, I want to find a way to Aww. respect them, you know? Not really. I mean, even though no, I yeah. get really angry at people sometimes, it's, it's from a distance. You know, that's you like... Have an in- it's like you have an rage. instinct to take the high the high road, right? Sometimes, yes. I, I, <laughs> I can relate. Yeah, yeah. dude. No, I'm, we're not perfect. I'm yeah. totally sitting pretty on my sexy butt cheek now. Yeah. What What was that all about? <laughs> this is news to me. I, we didn't talk about this before or after or after the last show or whatever. No, no. Uh, so, what's wrong with your butt cheek? Well, it's uh, yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with my actual butt cheek. It's just you know, <laughs> I just, I just say it. All right. So after the move, 
you first of all everybody knows you know i had the the ruptured disc which then like bound up the sciatic nerve on the left side of my body and then of course the glute muscles and hip muscles start to get inflamed which then they bind up the sciatic that much more and it's this vicious cycle you know how it goes yeah well you'll get to see brian's glutes uh, i think it was on the, it's october, the october yes exactly day, october yep. of the calendar yeah yeah so. so it's right next to a pumpkin like two pumpkins and then yeah so it, you know, it works glutes, out yeah. yeah exactly when you get him working with a good physical therapist i.e pt for those of you who are like what is a pt is it like a pontoon boat or something like that but anyway or well, no, what, patrol patrol but no patrol, it's not even yeah. that patrol what does t stand for PT uh, is a pontoon patrol boat, but what is T? Is that, uh, you know, patrol? I don't know if it's pontoon, but the President team? Kennedy was the captain of a PT boat in World War II. Maybe, maybe PT is PT just uh, patrol or yeah, pontoon. Yeah, maybe patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. That's, that's P-U-H troll. <laughs> yeah, patrol or pontoon. <laughs> French oh, fries. Man. So anyway, the PTs, you know, that I've worked with over the time. And of course, uh, Tim Flynn was on the show way back, way back, deeper and deeper. Great episode. If you ever want to hear, hear about that, it was amazing. But yes, he did some amazing work. And then, you know, I got transferred over to Derek, who is, I would say, Tim, one of Tim's protégés. But I've been seeing Derek ever since. And so originally, after that whole flare up and, you know, the, what my issue was, was not only a ruptured disc, but was a really angry glute muscle on the left side, which is, you know, your butt cheek. Ow. So he got in and he does dry needling. And for those of you who don't know what dry needling is, it's like acupuncture in the sense of that same needles. And you know, how acupuncture goes just under the skin and it's supposed to work with like, I don't know, what is it? The meridians of your body yeah. or the ley lines or something like that. I don't even know that. The ley lines. <laughs> use the same muscles except you go a lot deeper and what you're doing is you're trying to get them it, it sounds like it hurts actually and it, and it kind of does but you get the <laughs> needle deep into the muscle and you cause the muscle to spasm and like what it does is the muscle <laughs> actually grabs the needle spasms and then releases and the whole oh. point it, yeah it sounds painful My right? God. yeah it's causing the muscle to basically release because the reason why you know a lot of people have sciatic pain is because your muscles are clenching nonstop. Mm-hmm. And also they're wrapped around your sciatic nerve, your glute muscles and hip, you know, and you've got nerves on the right side too. And so what's happening is that it's causing not only, you know, angry muscles and tired muscles, but it's also triggering your nerve. And so you're getting that shooting pain down your leg all the time. So typically, not always, but typically it's a glute or a hip or some kind of a muscle in that area that just needs to be released and you know dry needling for me has worked phenomenally well well hmm. i've always had left side pain and i haven't had any lately thankfully for quite a while but then all of a sudden after the move and then with carrying delta up and down the stairs you know with her bum leg right now right. my my right glute has been out of control and shooting <laughs> down my leg for almost two months now and of course he's been backed up and i haven't been able to see him and so i was just like this is really painful so i went in monday and I was just like, dude, I, I'm sorry, man. I need you to help. He got, I mean, it hurt this time. He was, <laughs> my, my whole butt was just like <laughs> spasming and jumping <laughs> off the table. I'm like, oh my gosh, this and he's good. He's like, these are some incredible. I can picture it. Yeah. I can picture it. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like flexing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's good. You know, it's working. It just really hurt this time. And he said, wow, we're getting some incredible, what he was calling contractions in the muscles and stuff, you know all good and they released and I have not had any sciatic pain sense at all. It is amazing how this stuff works. And really? so like I said, PT you needled my sexy butt cheek and I'm now sitting pretty literally. 
That's really cool. What I want to know is why they call it dry needling when you're sticking a needle into the muscle. Surely that's wet. <laughs> Just I know what I'm going to apply for this summer as a new job. <laughs> you're going to be the, the dry needle glute man? <laughs> that's right. We're going to call you. See, you remember Rob Dog that was on the show way back, the dentist? I, yes. Yeah. I, where the heck is he? I, you know, he's been on hanging out with me gaming, but for whatever reason, he just really? doesn't want to be on the show anymore because he doesn't like us. Okay. You know, he has a gluten intolerance. He's not a full on celiac, but one year for his birthday, he did a superhero birthday party. So everybody dressed up. He <laughs> made his own Captain Glutard. <laughs> so okay. we call Glutard. people who are gluten intolerant Glutards. So, you know, if you could think of that, like, but except that's gluten, but you're going for a glute muscle, you could become like Captain, I don't know, glute, glutea, glute, <laughs> forget it. This is, we need, I help. like glute, I like glutard. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> so how's your bathroom, man? Dude, so we <laughs> finally <of> got, <laughs> speaking of butts, uh, we finally got our bathroom reno finished and our Sweet. house. Our house is finally sellable. The mold smell that was originating in the bathroom Ugh. underneath the shower, Ugh. because again, the old owners were using the shower, a tile shower with cracks like you wouldn't believe in the grout left and right. I mean, water was seeping underneath that shower Ugh. every time they used it. That's sick. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I'm, I can't believe, number one, I can't believe we missed it when we were buying it. We're first, we were first time homeowner, home buyers. Our, our inspector totally missed it. They had the water damage covered up with a rug. But since we're not jerks, we didn't litigate, even though we totally had two legs to stand on. We spent the money to fix it. It's fixed. The house doesn't stink anymore when the furnace is on. Everything's awesome. The guy who did it is fantastic. We're hiring him to help with our kitchen now. Everything's looking up on the house front. So Nice. You'll have that rock climbing wall up in no time as well. And also, I, I heard, <laughs> what are you doing? Like a, what is that? Olympic size swimming pool in the basement? I don't have the never-ending studio. We have a pretty big basement, but we you might be able to. We can move our hot tub to the basement. That's what we could do. There you go. There you we don't go. have to worry about the squinnies anymore. That's right. See, no, we're going to sell the hot tub. We don't. We don't ever use <sighs> yeah. it. We don't want to deal with it. It's we're getting rid of it. We did not buy the house because of the hot tub. The hot tub was like, oh look, there's a hot tub. Yeah, That's nice. You bought the house because of the uh, the mold. You just wanted to mitigate <laughs> mold, man. You just you should have litigated those people. <laughs> Congratulations. Most people in our in our situation probably would have sued the pants off of them, but I don't like lawyers. No offense to lawyers out there. I don't like you. You're a symptom of a bad system and you're a very necessary evil, but an evil nonetheless. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I hope I never have to deal with any of you. And it's not the people, it's the profession. Trust me. Anyway, we, we just don't well, want to deal with lawyers. So we just wanted to fix it. And it's not, on. it's not even the profession as much as it is the, like you said, the need is there, mm-hmm. but the need oh. comes from a more symptomatic problem in other areas in or, yes. and that's why you need lawyers, which yeah, some lawyers are total sleaze bags. I mean, there's some here that well, you know have commercials locally that they're just like, yeah, you guys are idiots, ambulance chasers, you know, whatever. But <laughs> the truth is the good <laughs> the ones are there to actually right help <laughs> and they actually yeah. are there to protect the person because of the broken scenarios that right. they are they needed could, yes. to fix. I'm trying to be exactly. you know, pretty vague. <laughs> No, you are, but you are 100% yeah. correct. When I, when I say I hate lawyers, I'm totally kidding, by the way, everyone. I, I don't respect the profession, but I acknowledge that it's, it's a very necessary thing. Yeah. I don't respect the system that has been broken, I suppose. 
Yes. Most yeah. systems in this world right now are broken systems. And I mean, you know, it's, it's what it is. And, and you it, need lawyers to navigate that broken system and to protect you. If you're the dude, this happened here, by the way, if you're the uh-huh. dude who is in college and you go to a party and you're totally drunk and you're an idiot, well, you're not an idiot. You know, you're, you're acting like an idiot because you're totally you, drunk and you pee off the balcony that. and some neighbor walks by with their dog and reports you for obscene public yeah, indecency and exposure or whatever. Indecent exposure. There you go. Guess what? That college student, you know, who got drunk at a party and was just made a dumb decision, peed off the balcony is now a sex offender. Wait, what? Isn't that ridiculous? See, okay, we can go on yeah, for hours about that stuff. That's yeah. my point is that with broken issues like that, that's mm-hmm. why you need lawyers to protect yes. people. And that is a good reason to protect someone. I mean, a friend of mine, I'm, we've probably talked about this on the show before, but a friend of mine, yeah. you know, his brother, they had concealed carry. They both had the license for it. They went through all the training. They were both carrying their guns. Same kind of thing. They're walking back at 1.30 at night across a park. Police pull him over. Turned out it was a school property. It was a it was a elementary school field. They couldn't see oh. anything. I mean, it was dark, right? They were just walking. Well, he got uh, he's a felon now because he was carrying a firearm on school property what? at one thirty in the morning. Oh, didn't wow. know it. You don't throw the book at someone like that, you know. So yeah. that's why I and did not plan to talk about this, but that's why I feel like <laughs> lawyers are that unnecessary <laughs> evil, like you said. Yes. Because you do need protection from the stupidity of a broken system like that. On the other hand, the system works sometimes and it does actually do the right thing to punish and discipline people that need punishment and discipline and also protect the rest of us from crazy people. So it is a good system and it's also a broken system. So it's what it is. And that's why you need lawyers. Yep. So it's what it is. I don't hate anybody for the record. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> I, know, I, just, uh, I just don't. I, I don't have a mouth. hateful no, I'm bone in my fine. body. You're but fine. Humans are humans. And we sometimes say knee jerk things that we don't really mean. I don't hate lawyers. I just, I know I really don't like that. The lawyers have to exist. That's all. This is a very interesting thing that I've kind of experienced. And I know that I'm, I'm not the only one here because I think we're all seeing a side of humanity that we see in the movies, but we don't see in real life. People are just angry right now. I mean, they're angry, really angry. And so we have picked up emotions that we've not dealt with. Yeah. We haven't found a healthy release for them, you know, like a punching bag or go play basketball or, you know, go run up and down a 14 or something. I mean, I don't know, right? You haven't found that way to get that frustration out. And so it turns into anger and whether you're, you know, actively out there, burning buildings and, you know, looting and rioting and stuff, or you're basically just having these very unhealthy conversations with your friends and family and just ripping everyone apart because you're angry at them. Let's be honest. We're mostly doing that right now, right? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about is that we're not releasing this anger in a good way. We're not even releasing it at all. One thing that has been, I mean, I'm baffled by this and it's like, how do you handle this is the, the stuff that some of the Christians are doing and Mm. I can say this because, and I've said this before on the show, I am a Christian. You want to know what's going on in the mind of the real Brian? You know, this, this is what's going on. Like I've got friends and some family members, you know, and other things throughout. I mean, of course, just people I've known throughout the years and all that people I've looked up to people I've respected all of the sudden within the last year, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like they've gone crazy. Yeah. And it's like, they've gone from following the teaching of the Bible, trying to right? most people try. No one's perfect. That's the other thing I, I love is like, People are like, oh, Christian hypocrites. I'm like, well, who isn't a hypocrite? Let's be honest. Every person on the planet is a hypocrite. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So the question is, who's trying 
you make a mistake. Who's trying to overcome that mistake? Who's trying to learn? I mean, that's why I've said on the show, I don't care who you are, where you've come from, or even what you've done. It doesn't matter. And if people make a mistake, which by the way, I guess I should say when people make mistakes, the question is, what do you do after that? Right? It's not about the mistake. Well, I mean, it can be about the mistake, but I try to look at it as that it's not about the mistake. It's about where you go forward. What lesson you learn. Yeah. And and how you move forward. If you go, oh, whatever, I don't care. And you keep making that mistake and you don't care. Well, that defines you. But if you go, oh man, I made that mistake and (laughs) crap. I need to learn from this. I need to overcome this. And I need to try not to make that mistake again and do better in life. That defines you, right? Even if you continue making the same mistake, but you are conscious of the fact that you're being an idiot by making that same mistake. Absolutely. And I think most people probably (laughs) fall into that category or the ones who are saying like, I want to be better. I don't want to do this anymore. But there are those that just don't care. And no, thanks. I don't want to be around them. So captain, I know you are not a Christian. You were, but you're not. And so just throwing this out, like this is kind of the cool part about you and me when we are talking on this show is that many times we are on different sides of the equation or we come from different, you know, experiences or you like an episode and I don't or vice versa, right. you know, and we, we get to have a really good conversation from different perspectives, which I've always appreciated. And we don't yell at each other and we don't hate each other. No, not at all. And no, that's the cool because part. we both acknowledge that. And this is just a microcosm of how society should operate. We recognize that we each have a different opinion. Yeah. Sometimes that we're sometimes we're baffled by those different opinions, but we don't hold it against each other. <laughs> but it's a learning. Uh, yeah. And sometimes your opinion has swayed me in my opinion and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, so, vice versa, you know, it's, yeah. that's true. Basically what I'm seeing in a lot of Christians is that they are now blurring the lines between their faith and, you know, their biblical commandments and then our quote, so-called American freedoms and rights and everything. Well, they're not so-called they are in the constitution. So, and what they're sure. doing is they're saying that these American constitutional rights are my quote, God given rights which is not an accurate saying at all. You have Mm. like, God didn't give you any rights kind of thing. This has been a struggle for me because this is something that's like, well, this is my faith and I'm embarrassed by it now, even though I'm going to stick with it. Right. And I'm not going to forsake it because that's what I believe. And that's what I want to believe. And I'm not a quitter. So that's who I am. Right. But I don't like when people take things out of context and they go and they act a certain way which then causes all of the people that I, which I, by the way, I have a lot of people, a lot of friends who are not Christian and I love those people. Many of you listen and I can't tell you how many times I hear from those people, how, Oh geez, there go those Christians again. And this is why I will never be a Christian. And I'm like, you do realize that what they're doing is actually not in the Bible. I mean, they can call themselves Christians if they want, but they're not acting like it. They're doing and saying things that are in no way, like even objectively within the spirit of Christianity. And I was a Christian for most of my life. I well, was a half my life, I'd say, up until my early 20s. You know, I, I was at a point where I was going to two Bible studies a week. I was very into it. I was a very hardcore Christian. I know what the shtick is. I'm not coming at it from a complete outsider. But right now, I feel like I can look at it very objectively. There are people out there who are hardcore Christians. Analogously, everyone south of the Mason-Dixon line in the late 1800s or even before that, obviously, they were hardcore Christian. They were very Christian, and yet they still thought that slavery was their God-given right. Yeah, It is very clearly not in the spirit of Christianity. That's kind of happening again, not, not with slaves, yeah. but with other concepts. What I've been taught is that if somebody says something claiming, you know, this is what God said or whatever, or blah, 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 pretty much what I was taught is if it corresponds with, with what's in the Bible, well, then what they said was true. If it does not correspond with what's in the Bible, then you might want to take that with a grain of salt. And by the way, that goes with actions too. So that's what I mean by 
it's not in the Bible. So for example, even with slavery, that's not even just not in the spirit of Christianity. It actually talks about in the Bible that slavery really is not good. It's bad and it actually degrades humans and that's not how you treat human beings. So if anybody thinks that that's our God given right, they clearly missed that verse in the Bible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what the, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's yeah, anti what they're supposed to do. Yeah. When stuff like that happens in society, people take social norms within their little groups, your church or your family and what they believe and yada, yada. And they, they're twisting their religion to fit what they want or how they feel or what they believe socially. That's a very common thing, by the way. That's what's, of course, that's, that's happened since humans have been humans. Uh, That's, that's like humanity 101. And it's just not something that people look at very often. uh, certainly popularly, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it's the antithetical attitudes of Christians that is what's bothering you lately, and I would agree with that. It does make Christians who think and feel and behave in the spirit of Christ, it has to make them uncomfortable because they know that what those other people, what that majority right now is behaving and acting like does not represent their beliefs and their faith. That's got to be extremely frustrating. It's frustrating for you, I'm sure, because it's more, more intimate. It goes deeper than just a frustration for me because everybody makes mistakes. If they make a mistake and they're open to going, oh, yeah, you're right. That actually was not in line with what I'm being taught. That's not in line with the Bible, whatever, right? And they try to overcome that. That's fine, right? That's Everybody makes mistakes. No one's going to be perfect ever on this. It's those that, that do it. You pointed out that actually this is not biblical or whatever, and they go, yeah, whatever. And then they keep doing it and they keep doing it. And then it affects and then hurts others. That's where I'm at. That's the level of depth that I'm at is I'm not okay now with how people. So some of the things that have been posted on Facebook by some of my friends, Mm -hmm. downright rude, disrespectful, hurtful, fear causing, and 100% anti-biblical. And yet they're spouting their faith. It's all in the name of Jesus. That pisses me off because that's, (laughs) that's not only completely stupid and, and wrong. It's hurting others. What are Christians told the two greatest commandments are love God and then love others. Well, if you're loving your, unless you hate yourself, if you're loving your, if you love yourself in some way or another, if you hate your neighbor, you're an idiot. You're being an idiot, right? Okay. I think everybody well, can agree with that. Like try to love yeah. and respect others. I always talk about this on the show too. Like who cannot agree with loving and respecting others? At least try well, a lot right? of people. Well, but then they're idiots. That's <laughs> just the way it is. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's- if you actively say, I don't want to love and respect others, then you know, you've got a problem. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of people like that right now. Well, I think more, people more deep than down usual. want to, they just aren't doing a good job with it right now. And Maybe. that is a very different story. But if you don't have a desire to love and respect others, get counseling, man. I mean, like, I'm not kidding. Cause that's a significant problem. If you just like, I really don't want to love and respect others. I want to hate others. I want to be mad at others. That's a very deep issue that needs to be resolved. Or else, I mean, like your life is essentially over right now. You might exist physically, but you're not going to live. You're going to die, right? That, I mean, that's just the way it is. So mm. you've got to have a desire to love and respect others. And you may not do it all the time. Like I don't do it all the time. I talk poorly. I mean, the fact that I'm calling someone an idiot is not loving and respecting them. So true. I'm not perfect <laughs> at this, but my desire is to, and I'm always striving to, and I always mess up, but I'm still trying. That's the difference between That's what I'm talking about. I think most people try and they want to, even if they don't succeed, I think they want to. But what I'm seeing with some of these other people, and this is the frustration I'm having, is they're spouting things when they're confronted about it. Like, do you realize that what you're saying is not helping? It's actually harming. They don't care. 
they they fight back and then they get worse and you're just like oh and this is what's making me so mad and so i mean the reason i'm bringing this up is one because i know that there are other christians that are feeling the same thing i am and especially i know that there's a lot of other people who are not christian who are just like what is wrong with these people and my answer is they're not acting like a christian they're not following the bible those are not representative of what i follow and so by the way i'm not trying to defend my faith or make me feel better this has nothing really honestly to do with me as more as that it's just been frustrating me and i've had a lot of conversations with people about it and it's ended up in fights and i'm like why are we fighting about this i mean it's it doesn't make any sense so a lot of people listening can relate to that I, i can relate to this topic brian because I have family members who are who are causing the exact same stress in me. Yeah. That I feel instinctively uncomfortable communicating with anymore because they're so far to one side. Mm-hmm. And angry. Uh, and very angry. And, ang- and yes. very angry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're the family members I'm referring to are so immersed in conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You're saying that a lot of the far right, which unfortunately do include Christians are like big time into conspiracy theories and they are. In fact, a lot of my Christian friends all of a sudden now are, and they didn't used to be more all the time. Yeah. Yeah. More all the time. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. There's a very interesting verse. And I'm again, this is not to preach. I'm I'm using this as context here. There's a very interesting verse that I love this, by the way, it's fantastic. And really this can't apply to anyone because of just the idea behind it. We're taught this verse as Christians. For those of you who are into conspiracy theories or, you know, you know, people who are into conspiracy theories, Tell me how this verse actually says that it's okay to be into conspiracy theories. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I think everything there is 100% positive, nothing negative at all in that what I just read, nothing negative, 100% positive. Is a conspiracy theory a positive thing? Has it ever been a positive thing or does it evoke fear, anger, negativity, you know, all that controversy, everything. So pretty much universally. Why are people who are reading that verse right there, by the way, focusing on conspiracy theories? Answer that. They're separating it in their minds from their faith. Their faith is one thing and then their social beliefs are another thing. But they combine them vocally to the rest of us. Sure. But you you are right. They're separating them and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how they're able to justify it in their minds. Yeah. And I didn't want to get off too, too deep into this either, but I guess my, my biggest thing is like, I'm just telling you, this is what's been frustrating me. It's what's been concerning me. Yeah. And a lot of my friends whom I've always loved and looked up to, I'm finding myself having to distance from because of the stuff they're doing and saying. And I'm like, I can't, I cannot align Which, with this. I can't associate with it. And I certainly can't back it because it's not, it's not true. Which exacerbates the problem. My attitude about conspiracy theories, maybe the, some of them are true. Well, they could be. But yeah. I, I can't possibly know that. And neither the heck can they. Unless you're personally involved in the stuff that's happening. You can't know that it's true. Here's an example <laughs> of that right there. I know for a fact that news media... As a whole, by the way, I cannot speak mm-hmm. for each individual source because, like you said, I don't know that. But I do know as a whole that news media publishes mostly untruths and, mm-hmm. you know, glorified embellishments or, and everything else. Like most truths, I would yeah, say. Well, it's both. It's untruths and spun truths. And I know this because I was trained to do that 
in journalism. I, I was right. told to, I was taught to, and even in, you know, organizations I've worked with, it is amazing when you send them a press release, how different the news story is going to be from the actual factual press release that you send over. Here yeah. are the facts. Do a story about that. They get 20% or less of the facts and then they make up the rest. And most of it's not even right. And this is very common. This is a hundred percent truth. I know that Yeah, it's yeah. not a conspiracy theory, but what can I do about that? Okay. Well, here's what I can do. I don't watch the news. I don't subscribe to newspapers. I don't contribute to that industry at all. And I don't perpetuate and, you know, um, spread the word of the false news. I just don't do that. You're right. Some things you can't do anything about. Some things you can. But when people are perpetuating all of these conspiracy theories that they're like, well, I heard this from a person, you know, it's like Ferris Bueller. You know, I heard from what was it like uh, my boyfriend's brother's girlfriend's sister's whatever, you know, heard from this guy who went who, you know, went to school with this kid. <laughs> At 31 flavors. Yeah, last exactly. Night and it's like, you know, nobody has any what it's like, you know, 10th hand or something like that, that we heard this. And so it must be true. And it's like, dear Lord, people. Let me ask us this, Brian. Are we bad guys for not respecting those who are hardcore conspiracy theorists? Because I don't really respect them. Does that make me a bit of a hypocrite? Well, you know what? Here's you have to ask thing. that question. For people who are conspiracy theorists and that's their passion and they love looking into this kind of stuff and they're not falsely bringing in their Christian faith because that's what a lot of them are doing. But if they're just conspiracy theorists because you now it's what they nerd out on, well, I don't have a problem with those people. I don't disrespect them. In fact, I do respect them because sometimes it's people like that that actually bring to light stuff that really is going on that the rest of us aren't yeah. aware of. So I'll say two more things about this. One is I really, really debated about bringing this up on the show because it's like, you know, yeah. it's not a safe topic. It's not necessarily a fun topic. It's not even necessarily positive, even though I like to stay no, positive. We like to have not. fun here. We love to nerd out. But people go all the time like, what's on your mind, man? And you're, you're holding back. And it's like, well, you know, one is I never want this show to become political. I never want this show to to go down, you know, these horrible, you know, serious negative paths ever. I never want to go down there. But if there's right. one thing that I've always had a strong passion about, it's been addressing the things that are on our minds. The things like I, I get a pulse on the people a lot of times because I'm listening and then I'll hear what people say and I'll be going somebody's got to bring this up because I'm no one else is yeah, no one. I mean, I, it's either the people that are spouting well, the craziness or it's people who are just trying to ignore it and stick their hands in the sand and, you know, hope it goes away. And it's just like, but we got to talk about it. At least we got to address the elephant and we got to find a positive overcome and solution to this whole thing, which is simply this. This is the second thing I'm going to say. If each of us did our best to strive to love and respect other people and ourselves too, by the way, that goes back to when Heather Alice Shea was on the show and she was talking about loving yourself. If you can love yourself, you know, strive to no one's perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You strive to, and you strive to love and respect others. It doesn't matter what you do in this world. You can do anything you want. If you strive to love yourself, love and respect others, you can do anything you want. If that whole idea of loving yourself and loving others and respecting others is primary then everything you do will somehow be of benefit to you and to others. It will never be of harm to someone else. Not intentionally anyway. Yeah. Right. You're absolutely it's correct. It's that, that simple. Is, it is that simple. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not exaggerating when I say this, that everything we talk about, I'm always trying to think through the mind of, will this love value and respect others as best as possible? We're not going to knock it out of the park every time, but we're going to try Yeah. because we want to. There you go. Like you said, you can't fail. 
if you have no, that you're attitude, right. You you're right. Fail. You can make a mistake, but you actually can't fail if your attitude is always that way because you'll learn from your yeah. mistakes, which means you've never right. failed. That's a great positive takeaway from that, from what was a negative discussion. I agree. Mm-hmm. I love nerding out. I love having fun. I love focusing most of my time on things that most people would say are completely ridiculous and unnecessary and frivolous. I don't care because it's fun and it makes my life happier and better and more joyful and I don't stress as much. But these are things that are out there and they become more and more and more and more pervasive and invasive in my life and I'm probably not the only one to the point where it's like no matter how much I try to say just stop please just let me live my life and be a blessing to others as best as I can. I can't get away from it anymore. And I'm sure most of us can't get away from it anymore. I would bet money that most people listening, if not every single person listening, can relate in some regard to this situation where they have a family member or members, or maybe they're a black sheep in the family of conspiracy theorists, people who are are very, very far to one direction, left or right, doesn't matter. And it makes them uncomfortable. And current world events are, are exacerbating that situation, and it's making it harder and harder to be around people that they once loved to be around and communicate with. Mm hmm. This is a very relatable topic. And that's the thing is I want to make sure that we we talk about it, that we have an open, respectful forum essentially here for everybody, regardless of what side you're on, what you believe, what you're doing to kind of just take a step back and go, is that affecting me? Am I the one doing it? Am I the one that it's being done to? How can we overcome this? How can we be better? How can we go back to like you said, spending time with the people that you love so that you can love and respect others without feeling like, you know, this is just going to suck. This is just going to be the right. worst time ever. Or as I was mentioning earlier, you're going to get actually verbally abused by someone because we have a strict code of contact and we're all about verbally abusing people. Here. We know, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I'm really trying to do is focus on those things that I'm nerding out on and having a good time and Lately, you know, it's been, as I mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago, like nerding out on Plex and, you know, getting my own media movies and TV shows because, you know, we love talking about those here. Nerding out on Magic the Gathering, which, you know, I kind of like I take a little break on that and then they come out with a new set. It's like all new cards, all new things. And you're like, okay, cool. It's it's all fresh again. And let's, you know, so something just came out this last weekend. I'm just having fun with it right now. And I'm still trying to figure out kind of what the heck I'm doing because I'm still kind of a noob in the game. But it's a lot of fun. Like there's just so many fun things we get to do. And then of course, yes, the TV shows and the movies and everything else that we get to do and also origins, which you got to share one really quick actually, because I was just realizing that we told everybody we're going to do an origin. We haven't talked about it yet. So <laughs> share an origin. And then I want to talk about one division really quickly and then we'll kind of wrap up. Okay. So this week's origin is a phrase we're all very familiar with break a leg. Yes. This is a phrase that is related to thespians, actors, people who are going on stage to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is tradition to for their fellow actors or friends or whatever to tell them to break a leg before they go up on the stage, which is very, you know, it seems counterintuitive. Why would you wish them something bad for them to actually do so, to do well? So there are actually several theories behind the origin of this phrase, and I'll share three of them with you. The first one, it is believed that the phrase dates to World War I Germany and a saying used by German actors Hals und Beinbruch, which translates to, quote, a broken neck and a broken leg. I Googled Mm. this phrase, Google translated it, and it actually translates directly to break a leg. Besides that, it doesn't make sense why you would wish someone to break a leg. Uh, Well, as it turns out, popular folklore down through the ages encouraged people 
to wish others bad luck since it was believed that wishing someone good luck would tempt evil spirits. Oh. So yeah, we're getting kind of to the crux of it. So people started wishing each other to break a leg in order for them to not to break one. Gotcha. So, oh, that's weird. Okay. The other theory, kind of related, in the days of early vaudeville, it was a theatrical movement in America, like early turn of the 20th century America. The producers would book more performers than could possibly perform in a given time of the show since, quote, bad acts could be pulled before their completion. Oh, yeah. Yep. This big cane would come yeah, out from like behind pulling, the, yeah. the curtains and pull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was that. I think that originated in vaudeville. So in order to ensure that the show didn't start paying people who didn't actually perform, there was a general policy that a performer did not get paid unless they actually performed on stage. So the phrase, quote, break a leg may have referred to breaking the visual plane of the legs that line the side of the stage. Oh, interesting. Someone called it the leg line. Like uh, So what? what <laughs> but, well, so, <laughs> uh, if, so if, if you actually got up onto the stage and did your performance, you got paid. So you, they told you to break the leg. A very popular theory derives the phrase from the 1865 assassination of Abraham Lincoln, who we all know was John Wilkes Booth. He was an actor. He leapt to the stage of Ford's theater after he shot Abraham Lincoln in his box. He jumped down from to the stage from there, and, and he actually broke his leg in the process. There is no evidence, however, to suggest that this is the true derivation. And since the earliest usage of the phrase dates to the 1920s, you know, right after World War I, there is much to suggest that it is not the actual origin. Mm. It's a popular origin, but it's probably not the actual origin. So what do you think is the actual one then of these different theories? I feel like the first one makes the most sense that it's something that German, that, that actors in Germany or maybe actors somewhere. I, I, I think that's, it might be a combination of the first two. That's my opinion. Oh, you know, go, go do an awesome job. And then you get up there and you're like, crap, what if I suck? It's an ironic phrase. Could say, you know, hey, go, go suck tonight. And then they do a great job. <laughs> suck so it. Suck. So instead of like, let's rock it, suck I should it. say, let's suck it. Let's suck it. Yeah, let's dun, shuck dun, it, Trebek. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Wanda. WandaVision. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right. WandaVision. This is a crazy show. Um, for those of you <laughs> who have been watching it, you know what I'm talking about. This is, this is going to be spoiler free. So don't worry. You don't need to turn this off. I'm not going to go into any kind of spoilers per se. This is a Marvel show. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's a Marvel show. It is following the adventures of Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, you know, one of the Avengers, and Vision. Okay, here's how it goes. First episode is a 50s sitcom. Second episode is a 60s sitcom. The third episode Mm -hmm. is a 70s sitcom. And I'm just like, what is going on? And of course, there's like these little things, little tiny things throughout each of the episodes that you're like, whoa, there's something something far, far clues. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would expect that. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm on the fence about WandaVision. So I'm very interested in your review because I may start it up again just to watch. So that being said, the fourth episode starts to explain what the heck was going on in the first three episodes without giving away too many spoilers. You know, because everybody's been asking, well, is it like a 50s sitcom throughout the entire season? The answer is no. There's so much going on here that I almost want to go back and rewatch now because at first glance, you're just going, I don't know what the crap is going on here. And then you start to look into it deeper and you realize, whoa, this is actually really well done. I have found the most superhero movies and TV shows lately have been starting to get cookie cutter and predictable. Yeah, that makes sense. Even Marvel. It was just getting to the point where the formula was being repeated, rinse and repeat kind of thing. And and even though I was enjoying them, I was starting to get a little bit bored with them, kind of. Yeah. This breaks the mold from everything. They did something with this that I've never seen done at all. 
it's hooked me now. Like you're, you're just coming up with theories now. Oh my gosh. Like hmm. what's happening. And you know, and you're thinking like, well, yeah, you know, vision and, and what, well, vision died. How is he alive? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. So it is definitely worth watching, but okay. here's the big butt here. Um, and not my sexy butt, but <laughs> here's the big <laughs> glute. Sorry. Here's the big butt. Make sure you're caught up on all the Avengers movies. If you're not, you will be lost. Okay. And the other one too, That's is if advice. you've seen captain Marvel, because there is a character in this that has a relationship with the captain Marvel movie that is very important too. So it's another hmm, thing. Okay. So there you go. I'm throwing that out. Totally worth watching. I wasn't sure at first either. It was like the first couple of episodes. I'm like, I don't know how to take this. And now I'm looking back and going, wow. And not to mention mm-hmm. the depth of acting is phenomenal. Interesting. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I might be sold. I think you'll like it. I wanted to bring up one more thing with some new music because my gosh, I just keep discovering new music and you know, Moby, right? Moby bald head. You know? I used to be a huge Moby fan right around the year 2000. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he came out with some amazing stuff back in the day and then kind of just, you know, bounced around and all that. Well, he started to come out with more amazing stuff. And I haven't even honestly listened to him much since the early 2000s music as well. A relatively newer song. I actually do think it came out in 2020, but it's called My Only Love. And it just, it has this Moby slash Paul Oakenfold feel. And it's just so beautiful. and Oh, so good. Mm. Very mesmerizing. And yeah, so good. So anyway, check that one out. Icon for Hire. I've been a fan of them for years. I remember them coming out. Actually, remember the mad scientist that was on the show? Yes. Trying to get him back on. He was in love with her. He wanted to marry her and all that. And, you know, it never worked out. But, you know, he's always like pink (laughs) hair. She's great. Well, they came up with a new song called Waste My Hate. And it is very interesting. (laughs) But it's fun to listen to. It's just so Mm. weird. Oh, oh. And uh, Bentastic has one that he wanted to share. Actually bounces off a song that I shared sometime last year. But you remember The Weeknd, Blinding Lights? Remember you talking about The Weeknd? Yeah, The Weeknd. I haven't listened yet. But All right. Well, take it away, Bentastic. I found a really enjoyable song this week through Spotify's Discover Weekly playlist. They deal up some really nice songs occasionally, which it's nice that I don't have to somehow find them and I would not find them otherwise. So this week, the song which I would recommend for everyone to listen to, especially for like that medieval style, like this would be fun, like background music in a medieval themed uh, video game, I think too. The song is Blinding Lights Medieval Style by Cornelius Link. Really good track, really enjoyable. I love just hearing different songs like someone just puts a different spin or musical style on a traditional pop song or whatever gives it totally new vibe and new flavor really enjoyable so blinding lights medieval style by cornelius link hope you all are having a joyous week so i just put it in the tbs 2021 mix right now go check that out i can't wait to listen to it just because i have medieval style that's going to be so awesome (laughs) yeah and as always been fantastic thanks for contributing we we appreciate that oh i know i really do And he'll be back also with some espresso shots in the near future as well. Good. But thank you very much for listening. And and as I always like to mention, we'd love to hear from you. You know, you can go to realbrianshow.com slash 267 if you want. You can also just scroll down on your app, whatever you're listening to, find the show notes there. Click on our email, write us, connect with the Spotify mixes, go to Patreon. Really would love your support. Patreon.com slash realbrianshow. It is really going to help to grow the show and to keep it moving and keep us doing some stuff too. So Either way, thank you so much for listening, though. It is a genuine pleasure. And um, hopefully there was not actual verbal abuse at all today, but there was sexy butt cheeks. And I'm deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If I'm ever out driving and I see a cat driving a car next to me, I wouldn't call the police. 
I'd just follow him to see where he's going. When he finally stops and gets out, I might ask him where he buys his cat food, but at the very least, it would be neat to see a cat with really long legs. Well, you know what the music means. Our time is do up. Do I? Yeah. It's time to go. It's almost an existential question. Yeah, do I? Do I know what the music means? Do dot, I? dot, dot. Huh. Figure it out. Yeah. I'm just going to think about it for the next 10 minutes. Maybe that'll be, that's our question of the week. There you go. What does the music actually mean? All right. Thank you again for joining us. Have a glorious rest of the week. And this is The Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.